History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its Decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free and it's easy to get started and it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash justnews. Hello, America. And welcome to the Good Friday edition of Just the News and John Solomon Reports, a podcast that I think by now you know a little bit about. We're so grateful you're listening. And today, we're going to buckle our seatbelt for a really in-depth interview with Senator Ron Johnson, former chairman of the Homeland Security Committee, the man who, along with Senator Charles Grassley, investigated the Hunter Biden laptop, the Hunter Biden business deals, the Hunter Biden suspicious activity trans financial transaction reports, a lot, a lot of investigating they did. They were impugned before the election. They were accused of distributing Russian disinformation. There were claims that the laptop was a Russian dirty trick. But the truth of the matter is Senator Johnson's investigation, Senator Grassley's investigation stands true today. They had the facts, nothing more. The attacks were false and vicious and unfounded in fact and those came from the news media and the democrats alike and i thought it would be fun to bring uh, senator johnson on this show to go through what we've learned what still needs to be uncovered in this hunter biden scandal today there are reports that the book that hunter biden uh releases will acknowledge uh, that that laptop that John Paul McIsaac, who was on this very show, the Delaware shop owner, turned over to the FBI, that very well may have been his laptop. How about that, huh? Uh, and to think Twitter and all of our uh, colleagues in the news media who attacked me and, and others, the New York Post, they were censored for reporting information on that laptop. When we had done due diligence, we had determined the chain of custody, we had determined that the laptop was real, what a, a travesty, what an unnecessary assault on the personality and, and likeness of uh, people who just were trying to get the truth, like Senator Johnson, like Senator Grassley, like myself, like my colleagues at Just the News, like Seamus Bruner, uh, my co-author on the book, um, 
uh, fallout and uh, folks at the Government Accountability Institute who did some good reporting. We've been impugned unnecessarily, but we've stuck to the facts, and that's what's important. You know, the, the heck with these name-calling. It doesn't do any good. It doesn't bother me at all. The key is to get to the facts. So today we're going to be with Senator Ron Johnson, extended interview. We're not going to do a monologue. We want to get right to that. He's got far more interesting things than I could say. But I want to break in with some breaking of news that has occurred at the United States Capitol on this Good Friday, the weekend before Easter. There was a car that apparently rammed into two Capitol police officers, injuring them. The driver was apparently shot. The car then smashed into a security barrier designed to keep someone from penetrating the Capitol complex. This occurred around noon uh, at the U.S. Capitol. On the Senate side, we are praying for the well-being of those officers. Uh, We're trying to learn more here at Just the News about the suspect, about uh, the condition of the suspect who appears to have been shot or injured in this incident, whether there's any other uh, involvement or attacks, follow us live at justthenews.com. We have all the latest breaking news. We're still trying to get a handle on things. You know, these things evolve over time. But the video footages show an injured driver appears to have been shot. Um, ambulances and paramedics attending to him as well as the police officers. National Guard redeployed across the Capitol. Uh, the people's house wonder once again under a potential assault or threat or security threat, something we don't like to see on any day. Let's keep an eye on this. We're all watching it. We're going to go to quick commercial break with our great sponsors, our wonderful advertisers. And when we come back, you know what we're going to do. We're going to have a conversation with the one and only Senator Ron Johnson, Republican from Wisconsin, former chairman of the Senate Homeland Security Committee and the current ranking Republican on one of the most important committees that people don't know about on Capitol Hill. It's called the Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations, PSI. A lot of important oversight there. We're going to get to all of those issues with Senator Ron Johnson right after this commercial break. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest. He's been on this show many times. We are always grateful when he comes on. Senator Ron Johnson from the great state of Wisconsin is here. Senator, welcome back to the show. Well, John, hope you're doing well. I am indeed as we head into this Easter weekend. And um, you made some news, as you often do, with a very important oversight letter that uh, got transmitted, I believe, on Wednesday night to the Intelligence Committee, Justice Department, ODNI. And it asked for 
all intelligence reports, including anything FISA related, concerning three Chinese nationals, three Chinese figures who had associations with Hunter Biden and uh, uh, James Biden, the son and brother of our current president. Well, uh, tell us what prompted that and what reasons Americans should have to be concerned about the association with those three Chinese nationals. Well, first of all, John, I'm, 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 I'm really talking to the master here, so <laughs> I don't think there's anybody who knows more about this subject than you do. So uh, I, I approached the subject with a little bit of trepidation, but you know, let's face it, after we issued our report right. in, end of September, that kind of shook some more information loose. I think Tony Bobulinski found out that uh, Hunter Biden was paid $5 million by CEFC. Right. Uh, that was supposed to be part of the $10 million that was going to go into the Sinohawk, the business he was supposedly involved in with uh, Hunter Biden. And so he believed he was getting shafted by Hunter Biden, and, and he probably was. And then you also had the, uh, the, the Delaware computer repair shop owner that also saw our, our report. Uh, contacted us about uh, Hunter Biden's computer. We were in the process of verifying that. Uh, he got a little uh, antsy and decided to take that to, uh, I think, Rudy Giuliani in the New York Post. And they, they were they, they were willing to break that story, uh, certainly before we were able to verify its authenticity. Right. And so what, we, what we've seen is from, from our initial report, which the mainstream media utterly dismissed, um, because we couldn't, I guess, show something that, was grossly illegal. It's not our job to do that. We're, we're involved in oversight, right. but we did she, we, we did show all kinds of what I would consider very troubling uh, foreign financial entanglements uh, within within Biden Inc. and and all the characters that uh, Hunter Biden's been associated with. And, and one of them, now I'm going to actually answer your question. One of them was Patrick Ho, right. who was associated with the Yi Jianming, Gan Wen Dong. These uh, this this group. Uh, this investment group that they were hoping to tap for, you know, initially $10 million. But these were individuals that had ties right into the Communist Party of China uh, within the People's Liberation Army. And Patrick Ho was an individual that apparently was subject to a FISA warrant, right. which means somebody somewhere is suspecting him being a counterintelligence threat. These are the individuals that Hunter Biden is associating with himself with trying to you know, develop an investment firm with. Uh, in the end, when Patrick Ho was was uh, indicted, uh, the first phone call he made was to James Biden. I, I've heard that he was really trying to get a hold of Hunter. Hunter, in the end, got paid a million dollars to represent Patrick Ho, this individual that, again, the U.S. government issued a FISA warrant on because of the counterintelligence uh, threat that he might have posed. Right. And so it, it's just boggled my mind with what we revealed in our report the follow-on revelations from the uh, Delaware computer repair shop owner, Tony Bobulinski, um, all this information, and yet it's radio silence with the mainstream media. They, they, they just yeah. do not want to cover the story whatsoever. But uh, when, when we see new evidence, uh, Senator Grassley has been a steadfast partner in these investigations. Uh, we're going to continue to look into this and hope to get some information out of the uh, Biden administration, but you know full well it was like pulling teeth, getting information out of these. <laughs> Trump, I'll call them deep state agencies <laughs> right? under President Trump. I mean, that's true. President Trump, as much as he wanted this stuff made public and and unclassified, still couldn't get it done. It's because amazing. Because they slow walked our requests, ran out the clock, hoping that President Trump wouldn't get elected, and unfortunately, he was not reelected. So now we've got 
the Biden administration, Merrick Garland, Gabriel Haynes, uh, you know, we're writing the letters, we'll make it public. Hopefully public pressure will uh, prompt them to at least provide us some information. Uh, and of course, we're also looking at the Department of Justice, uh, you know, the, the district, the uh, U.S. attorneys that are apparently investigating Hunter Biden. But again, I'm not holding my breath on that. Right, right. No, there's no doubt. I, uh, this is going to be a big week next week for Hunter Biden. He's got his book, his multi-million dollar book coming out, and the media is already fawning over it about, you know, the story of addiction. And listen, addiction is a real disease. Uh, I don't wish it on anyone, and I feel sorry for anyone, and we should be sympathetic for anyone who's involved. But addiction and maybe have physical characteristics that cause you to be addicted to drugs and things, but you're not addicted to the people that you associate with. And I just want to walk you through some of the people that your investigation identified that um, Hunter Biden did business with, hung out with, affiliated with. And let's start with the oligarch, the guy who was the head of Burisma, a guy named Zolchevsky. At the time, Hunter Biden uh, began working for him. He was under investigation by what, two countries, Great Britain and Ukraine, I believe, at that moment? I believe so, and it had uh, what twenty five million dollars of his assets frozen, right? By yeah. London Bank, right? Um, but nothing to see there. Nothing, and uh, because of your good work and the documents that your committee turned out, we know that twice while Hunter Biden was working for him, the State Department, George Kent, that guy with the bow tie, made himself famous during impeachment. Uh, he he made reports that he believed Burisma had made bribery payments on Hunter Biden's watch. Not that Hunter Biden made the bribery payments, but that the company was still engaged in bribery. Once, I think, in December January, December 14, the other in December 16, just as Joe Biden was leading office. So that was the sort of company that Hunter Biden was making his millions off of in Ukraine. And then they had a, his fellow board member and multi-business partner on numerous uh, business partners was a guy named Devin Archer, I think your investigation found out he became a convicted felon as well, right? Uh, well, he certainly was. And, and uh, he joined the board of Burisma either at the same time or maybe a few days before that. Right. And this is all happening in the 2014 timeframe. This is right after the Revolution of Dignity in Ukraine. Uh, but Devin Archer was also involved in, with a group of other people, uh, James Galanis and, and Bevan Cooney in defrauding a, a tribe, right. uh, a, a, a bond fraud, in which he was convicted, uh, I think, the tail end of 2017, early 2018. Uh, oddly enough, uh, Devin Archer's conviction was overturned by the judge. Right. Um, now, it was, re- it was reinstated by a certain court of appeals, and I think he's still uh, now Work. probably waiting sentencing, but right. sounds like he's going to go the full appeals route, and it'll take years for, for that to be... Uh, adjudicated but what 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 amazes me and what what piques my interest here is the, the people that are that uh, uh hunter biden has been associated with they've been convicted of crimes yeah you know, devin archer i mean you know bevin cooney i mean th- th- this group of people uh remember that there were emails i think it was between bevin cooney and and devin archer saying that they wanted to run this indian bond fraud through rosemont seneca rather than through christopher hines they wanted to run it through uh Hunter Biden's uh, company because he's a little more flexible. He thought <laughs> it was time to put a little honey in Hunter's pocket. Yeah, I, I don't know. To me, to me, John, that just sounds a little suspicious. Sure. But again, when, when you when you hang out when you hang out with people that are committing crimes that are engaged in fraud, uh, it's a little suspicious to me. 
and what's also suspicious to me is how the long arm of the law never seems to really touch and go after Hunter. Yeah. And I think that's a story yet to be told. And quite honestly, an investigation that needs to uncover exactly what happened within the Department of Justice and the unequal uh, application of justice uh, potentially not applied at all to people like Hunter Biden, who has uh, who's well connected within Democratic circles and uh, now the president of the United States. It's just remarkable. And uh, Patrick Ho, the man you wrote your letter about, he gets convicted in 2018 after hanging out with Hunter Biden and, and after being the focus of at least one FISA warrant, according to court records. We're not making this stuff up. It's sitting in the court. So you got Devin Hunter convicted, uh, Galanis and the others convicted. You've got his uh, boss in uh, Ukraine deemed to be a corrupt figure. Now you got Patrick Ho. And this week here at Just the News, we broke the story that for a period of time, Hunter Biden entertained trying to help a fugitive Ukrainian oligarch by the name of Furtash. By the way, a guy who was indicted by his father's administration for corruption, uh, Joe Biden's administration, Obama Biden uh, uh, indicts him in 2014. In 2015, he's entertaining talking to the State Department, according to Mr. Furtash's own representatives, according to emails and text messages. These were all people that Hunter Biden, I guess, chose to be with. And when we hear the book next week that he is a sympathetic figure, we should feel sorry for him. When you look at the cast of characters he hung out with, he made money with, he made millions from, what do you think the media has ignored about this? What what part of the story are they trying to suppress? Everything. Um, <laughs> you know, let's face it, they picked their, their candidate for president, Joe Biden. Right. Now, by the way, it was interesting. They actually were doing some reporting on Biden, Inc., during the Democrat primary, when probably the, the liberal progressives in the press probably would have preferred Bernie Sanders and, and Elizabeth Warren, but kind of once everybody coalesced around Joe Biden, uh, forget about all those investigations into the Biden family and, and their enterprise, his brother and sister-in-law and, and Hunter. Uh, now let's do everything we can to support him. So no, the, the press has been suppressing this forever. Uh, you mentioned Patrick Ho. You know, one of the gifts that uh, Hunter received was a diamond. Patrick Ho was convicted of money laundering. Guess what kind of commodities money launderers use to, to launder money? Oh, of course. Uh, you know, plus, plus they use all kinds of convoluted financial uh, uh, transactions right. to also hide their activity. It, it, it gets extremely difficult to unravel all these things. Uh, you take a look at this and it's, your head starts swimming of all the different, for example, Hudson West, they're what, eight or nine different Hudson West companies. Right. It's hard to keep all this stuff straight. And that's the exact purpose of it. You try and hide it through multiple different transactions. That, that's how you launder money. But again, Patrick Ho, convicted of money laundering. Uh, Hunter Biden gets a diamond. Money launderers use diamonds to launder money. And also he was paid a million dollars by Patrick Ho. So no, this, to me, this is pretty obvious that this is a serious problem when it comes to counterintelligence threats, potential extortion, because now you've got President Biden dealing with Chinese. What all does the Communist Party of China have in terms of information that just might impact U.S. policy toward China if Joe Biden and Hunter Biden knows what they know and want to make sure that uh, they never reveal it publicly? So it has enormous blackmail potential. The, The type thing the press was completely worried about with Donald Trump. It was all false. There were no connections. There was no blackmail that Russia could hold over uh, President Trump's head. But here you've got obvious potential blackmail threats, counterintelligence threats under the Biden administration. 
and the press doesn't doesn't say you know say a word, not a peep out of them. It's amazing. Unreal. Uh, it is, it, and I've seen this time again. It's just the the desire, the lack of curiosity is willful. It isn't just you know boring or or being bored by it or being lazy, uh, which you know sometimes contributes to a lack of curiosity. There, there's a willful lack of curiosity, and there is this painting of this false picture. I know you and Senator Grassley have repeatedly been accused of conspiring with Russian disinformation artists. Uh, you you didn't do anything such. In fact, many of the people you interviewed that, or you had contact with or you sought documents from or wanted to interview and didn't interview were people that the Obama-Biden administration routinely dealt with for years. Why do you think you and Senator Grassley were dirtied up this way with these, uh, these allegations that, by the way, never been substantiated in public? What, what do you think that was that? Was that an effort to try to stop the story? Well, certainly marginalize the story, yeah. I mean, they didn't want any of this thing coming out. They thought if they could threaten us with those types of lies, it might uh, get us to, to tone it down or, or maybe back off entirely. Uh, but neither Chuck Grassley and I are willing to do that. We, we, we believe the American public needs to hear the truth on these things, particularly something so important that re- represents such a serious counterintelligence and extortion threat against the, the government of the United States right now with President Biden being president. Um, no, I mean, the, the bias of the media is, is just awful. I think it's interesting that the Judge Silberman is calling yeah. the press basically the Democrat broad broadsheet. Yes, he uh, did. Talking about how dangerous this is to our democracy. You know, we, we need a free but unbiased press. John, I, I'm always amazed at what you can dig up. You know, I, I've realized in my little investigatory career here over the last six years, uh, people are pretty reluctant to talk to Congress because they, they figure their their name will be eventually outed. Right. Uh, they can have pretty good confidence that the media will protect them from a standpoint of uh, keeping their, their name quiet. And so it is the press that can really dig up information. They're, they're probably the first people on the story. Now, what, what Congress brings to the table is we should have access to government documents to you know basically corroborate what some of the information is from investigative reporters like you, but it's been pretty difficult. It, it works really well when there's a uh, Republican in office and the deep state wants to take that that president down. They'll, they'll leak that information to their Democrat uh, colleagues in, in, in uh, Congress and in the press. But when, when, you, when you've actually got Republicans trying to uncover things, trying to get it out of the deep state, whether it's Republican or Democrat administration, it's almost impossible to get information out of the deep state. Yeah, it really is. And sometimes the deep state briefings get turned around. I know last summer you had an episode, you've been very eloquent about talking about this. And I know there's some constraints because some of the things that occur in a briefing are classified, but there was a briefing given about a certain group of Ukrainian officials and the Democrats came out and made a claim of what the FBI said. And then you went back and reinvestigated and found out that the, the fall, the story that the democratic staff had put out on the committee was not what the FBI said. It was literally twisted or contorted or wrong. Uh, I don't know how much you can speak about that, but I know it's frustrating that when you start to see people who get briefings twist the briefings, even though they're in the uh, 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 presence of witnesses. What does that say? I mean, what what did that episode last summer that you and Chuck Grassley fought, what did that say about the process of even just getting an honest intelligence briefing? Well, first of all, the FBI would never come back in and correct the record for us. So what you're referring to is, is we were trying to get a subpoena on, on uh, Andre Teloshenko, right. who, by the way, worked 
with the Obama administration and worked with the embassy. Yep. Uh, we had been briefed by the FBI that there's there was no intelligence threat with him. We could talk to him, and all we were doing was trying to seek his information when he was a employee of a Democrat-led lobbying firm, Blue Star Strategy. So we were just trying to get that information. Nothing really from his involvement in Ukraine when he worked for the Ukrainian embassy, but just under his employment. And so during like the third FBI briefing, because the Democrats didn't like the first two that said it was okay to talk to him, basically a Democrat staffer created a false transcript. It looked like a verbatim transcript, but it was falsified. Mm. The FBI never came back in and corrected the record. Of course, it blew up that subpoena to Andrei Teloshenko. Now, the, the committee did eventually subpoena uh, records from Blue Star Strategies, but I don't think they ever fully complied with the, the subpoena. But that's just one case of Democrats uh, creating false information. They, they created senior Democrat officials in Congress, create a false intelligence product accusing Chuck Grassley and I of, of soliciting Russian disinformation from Andrei Durkash and then right. disseminating. First of all, neither one of us, I don't think, had ever heard of Andrei Durkash. Right. The, the only people that entered Andrei Durkash's false information into our record was ranking member Peters right. and, and this, this false right. intelligence product. Uh, so, so once again, j- just like it was true that the, the Russian disinformation during the 2016 campaign was created through the Steele dossier, bond paid for by Hillary Clinton and her campaign, the DNC, it's Democrats that solicit and dis- distribute Russian disinformation, and then they falsely accuse Republicans of doing that. Uh, it, it's, just, it's vile, is what it is. It's, it's just sickening. And then the, the lapdog media just eats it all up and spreads their lies for them. Yeah, they haven't learned, no matter how many times they got burned with bad stories on the Russia collusion case. And you think after you got burned, you'd be embarrassed. You'd say, next time I'm going to be more careful. Uh, they continue to fall for this time and again. And and it, it, it has to be frustrating for those like yourself who've worked very hard to get the truth out. There is, um, uh, you, yeah, John, 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 let, 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 let me quick correct you on something. Yep. They're not getting burned. Yeah. They're part of the process. You, you know, think they're willfully participating. Like they're, the truth. Yeah. They're, they're looking for dirt on Republicans. And they're happy to peddle it. They yeah. don't care whether it's true or false. There are two. But I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, you. no, but you're on. You, I, I, I should be corrected on. There are two uh, well-known liberal journalists. I think they identify themselves. My Matt Taibbi uh, and Glenn Greenwald, who both have been saying, uh, calling out their own industry, like, saying, "Listen, we may not agree with Donald Trump. We may not agree with some things, but the media is simply not honestly reporting the facts. They're no longer neutral arbiters." And that's those are reporters on the left saying that. Um, at some point there has to be this reckoning. I, you mentioned Blue Star and I've, I've, I always meant to follow up on this, but you, you got some documents that showed Blue Star's lobbying effort, working the Obama Biden state department, trying to get a deal for, um, uh, Burisma before Joe Biden left office while Hunter Biden was still on the board. That's all been chronicled. Your report does an amazing job step-by-step day-by-day chronology by chronology, but after that report came out, there was a, an email that surfaced on the Hunter Biden laptop, which, by the way, we have confirmed with the FBI and other officials. They say it is an authentic document. It's not a uh, uh, or a authentic laptop. It wasn't a fake laptop. It really was a, a Hunter Biden's laptop. But um, in which Blue Star sends uh, an email saying they got a briefing from the Joe Biden White House the, uh, in 2015, shortly before Joe Biden went to Ukraine, shortly before the, your timeline and my timeline shows 
Joe Biden began pressing for the firing of a Ukrainian prosecutor who was looking at Burisma. You never got that document or that attachment, even though it was covered by your, your request. Has there been any willingness by the Democrats or Blue Star to turn over that document that, that shows up in the Hunter Biden laptop? I'm laughing. Of course not. Yeah. Um, no, and that, that's why it's just so sad. I, it, it's going to have to be people like you and, and maybe people that love this country inside these agencies that will be willing to feed you information or through FOIA requests. Right. That's what's driven me nuts is we subpoenaed the FBI. We subpoenaed them. You did. We kept giving them another grace period. You know, we, we never got the documents we should have got out of, out of the, the uh, FBI. I mean, that, that's Christopher Ray's fault. Right. And, and I've been told they knew exactly what they were doing. They were just slow walking it. They were, were, they the were feeding us just the bare minimum, the bare minimum to somewhat keep us satisfied, which which I was never satisfied. But there was there just was nothing I could do about it. The president of the United States couldn't do anything about it. You know, finally, he released a bunch of stuff the day before he left office. But my guess is even that is is grossly incomplete. There there is yeah. there is so much that has been buried going down the the, the, the black hole of history. And it's just sad. It's it's just it's wrong. But it, uh, you know the fact of the matter is FOIA requests seem to be better than congressional subpoenas because unbelievable. they're actually enforceable in the courts. Yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable. You're right. There were moments where after you would get a production, make it public, uh, I would get a FOIA from a lawsuit that had been pending for two years and all of a sudden i'd have things that that weren't produced even though they were clearly covered by your subpoena it, it is a travesty of uh thumbing the nose at the constitution and the right of congress to have oversight when you see that level of compliance um you're on psi uh the, one of the most influential you're the ranking republican on one of the really the more exciting committees in congress the permanent subcommittee on investigations beyond the stuff you've worked on so diligently are there any important oversight issues that you think psi should be or is engaged in that will benefit the american people anything going on that you see that will well that americans should pay attention to well, one thing about PSI, if we do agree on investigations, we keep those private and, and that we That's don't disclose point. them until we issue a report. Right. But, but I can tell you right now what, I, what I'm doing just on my own, uh, having been chairman of Homeland Security for, for six years, watching the border crisis in 2014, 2015, then again, 2018, 2019, seeing President Trump through just force of will. No help from Democrats in, in Congress, except for Kirsten Cinema, who did sign my Operation Safe Return proposal to DHS, which... Did, did end up resulting in uh, the return to Mexico and some of the agreements with the other uh, countries, but no other Democrat helped at all in terms of solving the problem with unaccompanied children and family units. And then what Joe Biden did, even, even though his transition was warring, they asked, what can we do to prevent a crisis? They will keep our policies in place. They're working. They obviously work. And the first thing they did in office, he, he Obliterated ripped, them. ripped up those agreements. Yeah. And he, he ended the return to Mexico policy, and he's sparked this crisis, which, John, is far worse than anything I've witnessed in the last six years. It was all predictable. Now we're starting to find out uh, that other people are noticing the depredations that I'm aware of. Kamala Harris should have been aware of these. She, she was in the hearings in 2018 talking right, about selling children, yep. talking about the rapes. The, you know, the, uh, now we're seeing them dropping children from 14 feet. Uh, we heard and we were down there on Friday, one of the techniques of, of the human traffickers when they're ferrying uh, immigrants across the, uh, the Rio Grande is if they're interdicted, they'll throw a child over the, over the side of the, the raft oh my into, gosh. The, into the currents of the Rio Grande so the CBP has to try and rescue that child. They don't rescue all of them. Mm. Children die. <sighs> but again, the Biden administration knows all this. They knew all this, and yet they're going down this path. 
And what we have right now, John, is as close to open borders as you can possibly imagine. CBP was told that they want to, they need to process these migrants in eight hours and disperse them. Eight hours. They don't detain them. They detain children and they detain families with small children. But the people they're going to release, they're just releasing them into the interior. So that'd be families with with children seven or older. And Unreal. we also found out those people they're releasing, they're not providing notices to appear. So there's not even the, the, the migrants that are being dispersed all over this country don't even have a legal notice to appear at an immigration court. They're just they're home free when that gets out. And I'm sure it's getting out already. Uh, just think of the flood. There are tens of millions of people that want to come to this country, That's probably right. hundreds of millions, really. But tens of millions, you know, millions just from Central America alone. We can't take all comers as sympathetic as, as so many of the cases are. Within that population, you have you have MS-13 gang and other gang members. You've got the drug traffickers. You've got the human traffickers. And let's face it, the migrants that are coming, the, the, the border is 100% secure on the Mexican side. You do not, do not cross until you pay the fee. These people can't pay the fee. How do you think they pay it off? They pay it off in involuntary servitude, prostitution. Okay? They, mm. get, they get beat. The, the, video, the beatings are videotaped. They send them down to their family in, in uh, Central America for further ransom. These Biden administration is facilitating the multi-billion-dollar business model of the most evil people on the planet, and they know they're doing it. They know they're doing it, and they're still doing it, and they're getting away with it by the media. This is sick. You can't tell the passion in my voice. Oh, I can tell. I've known you a long time. I know this. This is personal for you. You saw it. We were so we were so close. We were so close to securing the border, solving that problem, so we could turn our attention to solving the DACA problem, to setting up a legal immigration system that works for us economically. We were so close, and Biden-Harris blew it all up. It's, it's just awful. It's tragic. It is, uh, it's going to be something that's with us for a long time, and the, the sex trafficking, the drugs, the gang running, the hu- human trafficking, uh, the fraud, uh, it's going to uh, uh, disperse across this country, as it always does. That's the lesson we've learned painfully time and again. And, uh, but we're grateful. You went down there this past week. You gave us a firsthand view and, uh, we're so grateful for that. I know you were on Sophie Mann's television show as well. And we're really grateful for that Senator because so much of the blackout has been either the media intentionally not doing or, or when they do go down there, the Biden administration, not letting them report it. Uh, we needed folks like you to go down there and give us a firsthand account of what it was. And we're, we're deeply grateful for that for sure. Well, I appreciate that to bring it full circle back to China. Being down there in the Donna facility with an administration minder, you know, just telling us that you know, we're going to let you keep your phones, but you can't take pictures. Then when we took pictures, telling us to delete them, demanding we delete them. It was so similar to being in communist China with the Communist Party minders. I mean, this is, it was surreal, John. Unreal. This is supposed to be freedom. This is a democracy. Uh, we are down the wrong, wrong path. They might have forgot a thing or two about separation of powers, too. You are a separate and equal branch. <laughs> you don't have to count out to the executive branch. They might have wanted to teach those minders a thing or two about the Constitution. I guess they might have forgot about it. So, well, sir, you are always a—we uh, are so lucky to have you on. Always a delight. We learn so much from you, and um, we're grateful for all the hard work you're doing to expose the things that the rest of the country is trying to bury. We're, we're right alongside you. We'll keep working and try to try to investigate some more stuff, bring some more— things to light in the near future well you keep up the good work you are you are one of the few 
investigatory journalists that are doing a great job. So thank, thank you for you, all your efforts. Well, and to you, you as well. Have a blessed Easter, and we'll uh, we'll be back in touch with you soon. I'm sure. I know our folks love hearing from you. So thank you, Senator. Take care. Happy Easter to you and your listeners. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to do a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Folks, Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved Meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store, Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. We are so grateful that you've joined us on this show, that you listen, that you engage, that you help us in many different ways. We can't thank you enough for your support, for your uh, listenership, for your readership at justthenews.com. And as we head into this weekend where many Christians celebrate Easter and the Passion of the Christ today on Good Friday, as others uh, celebrate uh, Passover and uh, others just celebrate the advent of spring and beautiful weather and the blooming. I want to wish you and your family a blessed weekend, one where family and friends, when allowed, uh, can enjoy each other's company. Remember, if you need a good steak, remember where to go. My friends at Kansas City Steak, put one on the grill. You need a good ham, they got that too. Uh, lots of different things to to draw from their menu. They support this show. They support Just the News, and we're grateful for it. But uh, whatever you're going to do this weekend, whoever you're going to spend it with, I pray that God bless you for and uh, 
that you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, no matter how you celebrate it. Until Monday, may you have a wonderful weekend. Get some rest. Enjoy that spring weather. Yes, spring has finally arrived in most of the country, and we're grateful for that. We'll be back Monday with another show. And until then, you can always go to justinnews.com to get the very latest, including the tragic security threat at the U.S. Capitol still unfolding this hour at uh, the U.S. Capitol on the Senate side. We'll keep you up to date at justinnews.com for all the developments. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.